Hi guys, welcome to Cars and Health Bars. I hope you all had a wonderful week and are ready for a podcast. With that being said, let's get right into it. Hey guys, I just want to preface this segment by saying I am very sorry about my audio. I got a new webcam and I did not realize that my audio is going to be completely taken over by that webcam until after I got done shooting. So I do apologize in advance If you want to, just skip halfway through the episode and jump right into the gaming topic. I know it is very frustrating to not be able to hear very well, but like I said, if you don't want to have to deal with that, you can just skip halfway into the episode and uh, everything is resolved when we switch to gaming. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's going on, guys? A couple top of the show things before we get into the meat and potatoes of everything. Uh, I just wanted to announce that there is a uh, big car meetup, or maybe not big, but there's a there's a local meetup uh, t- this weekend, this Saturday, uh, between the times of 5 p.m. and 8 a.m. at, sorry, 5, yeah, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, it's Zach White, our friend of the show, Modified Worlds Meetup. Uh, it's just going to be a small local one, you know, uh, show up if you're out. Uh, weather, weather should be pretty nice. Uh, it looks like it's going to be nice and sunny, and uh, we're in a do what we can to show up. We might be a little fashionably late. We've got some uh, podcast stuff we're going to be uh, handling. Can't quite get into it yet, but uh, some very, very exciting stuff uh, for the show, and I can't, cannot wait to uh, tell you guys what, what side project we're going to be working on. But uh, yeah, local meetup for sure going to be Saturday, and be looking out for a special project that I'll get into definitely for sure next week, so uh, stay tuned next week to find out what we were up to this Saturday, but yeah, other than that, I, I, you mean, you saw the title of the episode, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to dedicate this half of the episode to Mm. our Mustang guys, and as you probably might have expected me to get on a tirade about why, you know, hate Mustang and hate Ford, I'm a Chevy guy, you know, all that, but I actually want to say, dear Mustang guys, half of you need to realize that you think that you're faster than everybody else. You aren't, but you have the potential to be. I feel like a lot of Mustang guys, a close friend of ours included, uh, who has a Mustang, not really a car guy, but kind of getting into being one, they don't really realize that their car could be so much more if you just find some way to give that Coyote some boost. Yeah, I agree. Like, you Mustang guys can talk so much crap if you just put some boost on, like, I mean, there's coyotes that are running, like, between eight 800 to 1,000 horse on stock internals. Like, it probably ain't good on stock internals, but, you know, they, they'll... I can get away with it. I'm telling you. And I didn't know that either until I really started looking into the coyotes, and I'm like, dang, those coyotes, man, they, they be wanting that boost. Yeah, they just respond so much better than the LS. You really can't say the LS is better. I just can't agree with that. Yeah, and the, another thing that the Coyotes do, man, they just like, if if you run more than just, you know, for a short little rip, those Coyotes will, coyotes will run you down if you're in an LS. Yeah, they run you down on the top end for sure. I mean, that they get their name the Coyote for a reason. They run their prey down and, and catch them whenever the prey runs out of breath. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, 
and and it is crazy because a lot of people, especially like myself, that don't really look anywhere past GM, don't really realize. They just think Ford, and I'm like, I ain't a Ford guy. Screw Ford. You know, I was right there with you, and I still, you know, kind of, I have my biases, of course, because I've always been a Chevy guy. But you can't you can't denounce the fact that the the Coyote man, you you just can't you can't put it down. You can't. I mean. It's just, and it goes the same way, Coyote guys. You know, you can't really put us LS guys down because I mean, we. If you don't have boost, I mean, you're you're gonna you're not gonna get the gap, but you're. Yeah, you ain't doing too good without boost. <laughs> but uh, I mean, crowd killing aside, I mean, I, I the Coyotes they they get down. Like I said, with boost, they're so efficient. They just react so good to you know more fuel, more air. And uh, you Fox Body guys, uh, I I love I love to see it whenever a Fox Body guy either uh, you know does the typical LS swap, but I love to see whenever somebody puts a Coyote in a Fox Body. Yeah, I love a Coyote Fox. That's like, I don't know. I think my favorite body style still probably is the S550, but man, I really really like a, a Fox Body. I'm starting to really grow on the '80s body style cars. And New Edge. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I'm I'm not quite down on the new edge, but that that Mach One looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Shoot, the Termi too. Yeah, the Term the Terminator car too. I, yeah, the the more I see them at car meets, the more I'm starting to kind of warm up to them. Unlike the Catfish, which I'll never warm up to ever. Uh, Damn. <laughs> but the uh, the Mach Ones look super nice. Terminator cars. I don't know. I, I've always I've always been that narrow-minded GM guy who just sees a Mustang and I'm like, yeah, Ford. I, I bet you I bet you won't make it very far in that thing. Um, but you you just kind of got to look past your narrow mind sometimes and open up. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people don't really like they're letting their unright opinions ruin, perhaps enjoying car culture. Yeah, I mean, you big GM guy, you know. Went, went from an S10 to, well, went from a C10 to an S10 or, e, you know, which way or ever you Yeah, think. either way. Uh, still owning a C10 to this day, you know, still bow tight till you die, have a Camaro. You almost got a Mustang before you got your Camaro. I mean, it was, uh, I, I would I would say. If you I was on the search for one. If you'd found I saw Luke's car, I would have bought it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm... I'm a fan of the Mustangs. It's just the Gen 1 Coyote, I'm kind of... Well, on top of you working at the time at a Ford dealership, it was almost like a no-brainer. I mean, you already have the tools and, and, uh, you know, the everything's there for you to uh, do what you need to on your car. Yeah, that was another reason I wanted to get one. It was because it was parts and figuring out, you know, anything I needed to work on, I had a book there to show me how to do it on the... And, and people with experience, you know, have worked on those cars prior. It was almost a no-brainer. I was, uh, I was pretty happy, not going to lie, whenever you got your Camaro, because I nah. had two, uh, so I, I was overjoyed. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you got what you got. But, uh, you know, I, I have too. I, I couldn't have hated because, you know, we had a good friend, Tyler. He's got a S550 car. Man, I love that thing. It looks, especially with that uh, PP, PP1 package. Yeah. Man, that thing just like, and I didn't really realize it until the other day. Whenever he was over at my shop, that uh, that car actually has a vents that go directly underneath the hood. Like it's, man, that car just looks so cool up close. Like the yeah, that's not factory, but 
Oh, I thought I like it was. It. Uh, the hood's not factory, and then the headlights aren't. Dang. That is but they, they're OEM looking. Like, it's an OEM hood with vents cut in it. Yeah. That, man, the aftermarket support for a Mustang, too. I mean, it's just as good as GM. You know, LS definitely yeah. has more than the Coyote, but, you know, as far as... Body Even the 730s and stuff now, they're... You know, I'm not as big on the 730, but there is aftermarket for that too yeah a lot of manufacturers are really jumping on it uh i'm i'm not sure I, if it's tech speed i think somebody has already yeah they are heads. yeah tech speed has cam and headers and a few things i know i don't know if they got heads you know those uh those cars still have the uh the double i can't remember what that's called i know it's not wishbone but it's got the uh the same same lifters almost as an ls but yeah you gotta give uh, you got to give props to Mustang for not uh, shutting it down in the mid two thousands like uh, like GM did with the Camaro uh, mid twenty twenties. Yeah, uh, the and I will say it's like that. Those cars are like the most ragged on Mustangs that there are out there. Like those, like yeah, I agree. Those mid two thousand, even from like the the uh, SN ninety seven all the way up to like just before uh, the S whatever body style Luke's is like all, all the, uh, like catfish body style Mustangs. God, dude, people just brag on that. I guess it's cause they're so inexpensive. I mean, you can pick one up like dirt cheap, but man, like everybody I see, even like, uh, our buddy, uh, I think his name, I uh, man, I can't remember his name. You, you're huh? always like popping and doing crazy stuff by his house. Uh, he's got that. Oh, one. Ashton. Yeah. Ashton. He, uh, I remember at the last car meet, he's like, you want to see me do a wheelie? He's like, let me change his pinion angle. <laughs> Go do it. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I like the Mustang drag car guys. They're the funniest. Yeah, they are. And you know, you're seeing more and more of the, uh, of that body style turning into drag cars. Like, uh, it, it, yeah, they're, they're really popular. They get a little overshadowed by the Fox body guys, but, uh, the, these like SM197 guys, they're getting out there. And I mean, that's there's a lot of support for that uh, that particular body style of uh, Mustang, and I I, under, I completely understand why. I mean, it's it's. I still had the world record for a minute in it. Yeah, I mean, it's Mustang's uh, F body or you know catfish car. Yeah, I agree. The new edge in SN95 is definitely that. You know, I don't or is it SN94? I can never remember. Yeah, I, I, the mid two thousands cars, I just get them all mixed up on the body styles between the new edge. The I'm talking stuff. about the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the new edge and all those. Yeah, that's one ninety seven's Luke's body style. I know that, and then S five fifty. Right. Yeah, all those are like the up like twenty tens around there. Yeah, oh five to fourteen, and then fifteen up. I do find it a little weird that, uh, like that body style, the mid two thousands, you just don't really see them doing much other than like drag racing. Like I never really see many of them on road course or, uh, autocross drifting. Yeah. They're pretty good at road course too. I've seen a few of them built for it. The only... They're not like a real heavy car. They're about like a third gen really. Yeah. The, I mean, whenever I think of Mustang and a Mustang doing something other than drag racing, I obviously just like anybody else's mind goes to Von Gittin Jr. Uh, with that, the yeah. S550, you know, uh, the R&R car, RTR cars. Yeah, that thing is dope. Yeah, man, those cars just like, man, he, he's like the Kent Block of our generation. Which yeah, is, he's... He's built something. He's the new Kent Block. He really is, yeah. And, man, his car, like, 
I think that's that's if you have an S550, that's like one of my favorite like tasteful aftermarket mods is having those like corner lights and the grill that looks so clean. Yeah, I love the RTR grills. Definitely, uh, not like you don't see them a lot on cars. No, and RTR's got some nice wheels too. I'm sure they're expensive, but they got yeah, some nice the wheels too. the RTR uh, S650 looks really cool too. Yeah. But that you know that that kind of makes me uh, want to come back to the old old cars like the '60s man like just like any muscle car I mean Mustang any really '60s sports car or muscle car in my opinion just looks so clean but there's just something about a Boss Mustang that just like God man they look so good yeah like a '69 GT500 is like sheesh and just the name itself like it having a boss in it like that just sounds so cool yeah i had a co-worker at ford with the boss uh 13 or 14 and he sold it so cheap too it was a seca laguna or laguna seca i can't remember which way it which one's first but basically no receipts from factory it's a factory like road course car oh wow in the 60s yeah a lot of people no in 2013 or 14 oh, oh. I just want to mention that because a lot of people don't know about those and I just think they're so cool. Yeah, I didn't know about that. And, I, you know, I really do appreciate the auto manufacturers are, uh, are catering to the performance side of, uh, of things. Yeah. And you think about the new Mustang with the uh, electronic handbrake there. Yeah, yeah, that or like uh, even though the vehicles are starting to go to paddle shifters, that's something I really appreciate about the C8 is that you can hold back on both paddle shifters and essentially puts the car in neutral so you can clutch dump, essentially clutch dump the car. Yeah, and, I mean, the new Mustang coming out with a Tramic, who's not going to like that? <laughs> yeah, like, who would have expected that, especially like the RPM? I mean, I, I kind of expected it because that MT-82, I'm, I'm surprised they're still using it because that thing is junk. Yeah. I mean, you for one can can speak on that. Working at a Ford dealership, I'm sure you you've seen your fair share of uh, junked uh, uh, MT82s. I mean, who hasn't? If you worked in the service industry, that's just common. Yeah. But yeah, going, I mean, I could even circle back to uh, the whole catering to uh, the the more performance side of things. I mean, the with the exclusion of options with uh, with Dodges, you know, like the I believe I don't know if it's the Demon or the Hellcat only has like one speaker and of course that's only because it's regulation I think that's the demon yeah it's like regulation have door chimes and stuff of course but uh that plus like you know you told me recently and i i even had to fact check because i'm like there ain't no way but the uh huh. even going back to the 2014 uh camaro l uh l 1le 1le uh has lighter door they have aluminum doors uh, along with aluminum wheels so they are cutting weight anywhere they can. They know that we're out here, you know, either on the track, drag strip, road course. We're putting down times, you know. And you see fiber wheels on the new GT500. A lot of people don't know how much rotating mass like that, like not just static weight, but rotating weight. That's even better. Like anything that's spinning in circles, centrifugal force, anything lighter, especially at the wheels, you're going to dyno more power with lighter wheels. That's just a fact. Yeah, I, I like how auto manufacturers are catering to the car enthusiasts, you know. And it's kind of funny whenever you see people, uh, you know, I'm calling out you people that just have, you know, screw you money, but, like, people buy these cars not really knowing all the logistics behind it. And, you know, some, you know, they don't really advertise. Some people don't even really advertise 1LEs as 1LEs because, they, you know, it's, it's not really that crazy of a package. I mean, there's a few minute differences, but compared to a 
uh, SS to a, let's say a ZL1, of course, you know, huge difference. It's got a blower, you know, all that. But whenever you go SS1LE, there's just like, compared to the ZL1, there's not really that crazy much differences other than the doors, you know, a few other things. But rear gear. Yeah, these people who don't know much about the trim packages, uh, you know, it's funny to see somebody advertise, I've got an SS Camaro. Well, it's actually a 1LE and he don't even know it. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of I'm pretty sure the 1LE, it's not fourth is one to one, it's fifth gear's one to one on the trans. See, it's just like, uh, you know. And these people don't know that, you know, I mean, red flag. I mean, a lot of people don't. Thumbing through pictures and I see Recaro seats and I'm like, hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, those Recaro's, jeez. That's, that's red flag. I can just have one. some. Yeah, I mean, the price jump on the Recaro's to buy them, dude, that's so crazy. You could almost buy like a parted out 1LE and just sell the seats and make your money back. You could. People don't really realize the markup on those seats. It's ridiculous. I mean, some people do. Uh, I saw a shell of a 1LE for sale, and I kid you not, the only thing taken out of it was, uh, well, of course, the drivetrain was gone, motor was gone. Uh, but, of course, the seats, the steering wheel, and the shifter were all gone. I'm like, oh, yeah. Got to get the Alcantara. They knew what they were looking for when they, when they gutted this one. Yeah, I need the steering wheel. But... Yeah, I mean, I'd love to get super, super deep into the Mustang packages, but I just don't know too much about them. I just wanted to hit on the, uh, I definitely wanted to tell you Coyote guys about the boost. If you're, if you're listening and you're kind of dipping your toes in and maybe you have a Coyote or no friend with a Coyote, go, go tell them to get some boost because that's, uh, man, your car is, is not going to be the same animal whenever it's on some boost or yeah. Uh, even a tune. I mean, coyotes. I, I don't really. I can't remember. Uh, I know your shop, Dino Day, uh, did a Dino tune on. Maybe it was Tyler's car or a similar uh, a coyote. We Dino Tyler's. But the power gain was uh, was pretty significant. It was m a little more than I was expecting, if I'm going to be honest. Tyler's made 440 with no timing because it was heat soak and pulling it. But um, a Gen 2 full bolt on E85. Probably looking at like 460 wheel. Yeah, I mean, they're they're right there making the same power as us, and we've got a can, you know. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I'm making I'm making like closer to five with a can. You made 460, I thought, or 450. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. No, I'm. I made 460 with my first tune on 93, but when I swapped to ethanol, I was like 480. Yeah. Maybe four ninety. I'm somewhere around there. It, it is. It is nice to see the the Mustang guys keeping up uh, somewhat with power numbers. But man, I'm telling you, it's hard to in a look up look up some videos of a Coyote on Boost. Uh, it'll it'll have you uh, going to the bank in in the morning, uh, checking on a bank loan on a Whipple or a F one fifty. I mean, Ford just put out the supercharger that comes with a warranty for like twelve grand. Oh, and you wow. make like seven hundred horsepower. I'm trying to think of any other uh, blower brands that work really well with the Coyote. I know for sure a lot of people go Whipple, but that's of course really expensive. Ford, you just get GT five hundred one. Yeah, yeah, GT five hundred. I mean, if you watch Gletus, he he had one in neighbor for the longest time. I mean, he he ran that car. I think he blew it up with like. 20 pounds of oil pressure he was like i know it's gonna blow up i'm just gonna put her down anyways and it just kept going and going it's like it wouldn't die 
Yeah, don't be underestimate coyotes. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like a lot of people do, especially like your old fashioned. The C six owners are the worst, dude. Every C six owner like, oh, I was gap coyotes. C six guys, they think they can gap anything with that six O. That's the six O that could, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, six O, uh, an LS two C six is the worst car. So don't even get me started on that. <laughs> It sounds like Fucking, to do a deer yeah, 4L6, 4L60, too. Like, God, GM, what are you doing? No 4L80? Like, and it, it, don't tell me it's an iron block 6.0 in the, in the Corvette. No, no, it's no. not. Okay, I was going to say, even worse, an iron block 6.0 in, the, in a, in a uh, C6. No, nah, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those cars are iron block 6.0 because they've blown up. I was going to say, you imagine junking one out and a, a, a shop just ripping somebody off by putting an iron block in there? I mean, I can. <laughs> I've seen it. I mean, it, it happened to, uh, to again, it happened to Cletus whenever he bought his uh, C6. He bought it from Copart and started doing some digging into it. And it yeah, I saw that. Motor in it. Yeah, he got really ripped off. He probably paid like C6 money for it, too. He got a truck motor in it. Yeah, you want an LS3 and you get a 6.0 or 5.3. Yeah, that's a big rip. Luckily, he's he's kind of got the money to turn that car into the 6 or 7 second car it is now. But had that happened to like me or you where it's like we're, we're dumping everything we have into a new project just to get screwed over. Uh, it can happen to Caleb with those heads. Yeah, I mean, you hate to see it. Yeah, there's definitely like... You can you just gotta do your homework. Yeah, I, I would I would say though, especially like buying uh, vehicles off marketplace and stuff. Like, uh, man, you really know your head castings. Know, check the VIN. Like, even, know what you're supposed to be looking at. Yeah, even like, uh, I mean, just look up common issues with the car that you're thinking about picking up. I mean, that way you know at least oh, yeah. flags on what to look for. I like we had a uh, Dodge on the dyno today. Never made a noise, you know. We didn't really test drive it before we worked on it, but yeah. get on, get cam in, fix. We had a vacuum issue, I think. Or no, we had a fuse pulled for the fuel pump. I didn't realize it, so wasn't running. But finally, we got it running. Figured out. Oh, Matt forgot the fuse. <laughs> <laughs> got it running. Drove it down the road. I wasn't there for that. I was working, but did some test runs. Ran good. It was a tune from a Diablo tuner, so we didn't tune it, but yeah. already had a stall put in at another shop or something. And we get on the dyno, and we start hearing this noise. And at first we were thinking, like, you know, AC or something. like It's just a high-pitched, like, squeal, like, pressure was, like, leaking off somewhere. We thought it was AC, and it wasn't. I had my stethoscope out, and I put it on the bell housing, dude. Whoever put this stall in this truck, I don't know if they checked the pull of the stall, you know, how much clearance it had or not, because yeah. it was making some noise. Dude, I've never heard one do this, but apparently it's like a common issue. Wow. Yeah, so. I don't know. Mopar got a prime example of one today. Mopar is just wild with, I mean, like, they're, the Mopar is notoriously noisy uh, with its, li you know, you, you get lifter tick over time, and uh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, their cams are worse than GM about, you know, getting tick. Yeah. Lifters are junk. For sure. 
I was going to circle back to uh, something, but I, man, got on a yeah. whole tangent and done forgot. But, uh, oh, yeah, I was I was going to say that you saying the whole check your VIN, check your everything, I, I have, I, I plan on going into like a, a deep dive on the miniseries on, on my whole experience with buying a car off Marketplace because it, it has not been pleasant. To this day, uh. I'm still finding things that are not pleasant about the, the car that I got as my price. That's why you buy rollers. Yeah. Uh, I, that, that car is such an I told you so. But yeah, that that's just kind of teasing to the mini series. I and you know if you if you've made it this far, uh, I I can go ahead and reward you with a. I I want to kind of make the mini series where we tell stories. I think that's just like a great idea. It seems like stories. Yeah, I agree. People and uh, we got some good ones. Yeah, definitely got some great stories and some great guests coming out, and I'm very excited about uh, our mini series coming up uh, uh, very very soon. Uh, so yeah, I feel like we should do one every summer, honestly, because of the weather. Yeah, yeah, it's nice have, have people out. You know, it's uh, smoke some meat, have 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 some lunch between uh, between shoots, and uh, yeah, I think it'd be a, I think you're right, it'd be it'd be a great thing to do uh, yearly. For sure. <laughs> but we're gonna throw it to a quick break, and we'll be right back with our gaming topic. So I know I was there too, uh, or I was watching the live stream of the Summer Games Fest, so I'll have to uh, fill you in on what all was announced and uh, kind of teased at this event. Uh, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with at least one one of the entries that uh, I saw today. Player only, bowl. So uh, at the Summer Games Fest, they, they opened up with some uh, pretty heavy hitters, uh, of course, I'm not going to cover everything because I, I just I, some some of the games I'm just not really that uh, entitled to talk about because it's not really my kind of game. But uh, I'll talk about one franchise that I know we both haven't played in a while. I kept up with it up to a certain point, and really the title had had me. Which we got all the way up to Mortal Kombat 11, which came out four four or five years ago. Which I I don't think I ever got the chance to play. Uh, I played ten. And nine for sure. I, I used to play Mortal Kombat. Like I'd play every single one of the new ones, including like the story was really what had me. Uh, yeah. But what kind of had me captivated was they the name of the new Mortal Kombat game is Mortal Kombat One. I'm like, oh, uh, they're pulling a battlefield. <laughs> not no, not necessarily. So. Uh, I, I like I said I never got to play Mortal Kombat 11, uh, especially the story. But this is a spoiler if you haven't played the game. I didn't know either. They kind of just spoiled it for me without telling, uh, without any preface. But Mortal Kombat 11 ends with Liu Kang becoming uh, Lord of Thunder or whatever, like yeah. God of Thunder. Sorry, no, God of Fire. <laughs> sorry, but being that. Liu Kang, or for some reason, I didn't quite get the whole gist of it, but the, the premise of Mortal Kombat 1, why they changed it to Mortal Kombat 1, is it's going to be a whole new timeline. Okay, yeah. So, and it, Same characters, I'm guessing? Yeah, same characters, uh, and this is just kind of talking about the story side of Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, from what they showed in the showcase, man, it's going to be crazy, like, how far back they're kind of doing these characters, which Liu Kang is, uh, is Lord or, uh, 
god of fire. So he's kind of looks, for the most part, looks like he's excluded from the timeline change. He's kind of still him current self as fire god. But what shocked me was to see Raiden as a monk, like still in training. I'm like, wow. I don't think we've ever seen that in any of the MK universes Raiden at the like bottom of the barrel like just starting out because in every MK adaptation he's always been kind of like the everybody sensei no yeah you know we of course saw Kung Lao and Liu Kang come up as you know I mean in in some uh, iterations whenever they were just children uh and you know it might be a stretch to say it has been a while since we saw the Mortal Kombat movie on HBO so it might be a stretch to expect Mortal Kombat yeah. 2 or Part 2 to come out around the same time as the release in this, uh, I want to say September of this year. But I kind of see that to be a really far stretch being that we haven't seen any trailers yet and, you know, that's like three months away. But it would be a I banger. Think, uh, I think we need to cross our fingers. Yeah, because, man, they, they killed it with that Mortal Kombat t- uh, TV movie. That was great. Or... Was it? No, yeah, it, it was. I thought it was. A, for some reason, I was thinking it was a show, a series, but no, it was a movie. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. So, I don't know if you played much of the old Mortal Kombat, like, multiplayer, or at least, like, you know, played with your buddies or whatever. I know my dad some. But uh, they changed the combat, like, not really a lot, but they, they added a feature to the combat where you could have cameos. So, whenever you're picking your fighter you can pick another fighter to kind of be on the sidelines. So say you're hitting a combo or whatever, you have another meter. Whenever it fills up, you can hit a button, and at the end of your combo, your cameo character, say you're playing as, uh, you know, Raiden, you hit that button, and then here comes, like, Kung Lao or somebody. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, which uh, they had the actual creator of Mortal Kombat on stage talking about this. The concept of being in a different timeline they had it to where the most unlikely people are cameoed together so typically people that are rivals in it's like Rick and Morty yeah so people that are typically rivals are teamed up so yeah I'm kind of curious to see even how that adapts in the story it's it's going to be weird seeing well the most notorious cameo that uh, and I think it might have been the main fatality they showed at the presentation but it was a uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion as a cameo. Like, literally polar opposites. Like, they're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting in every single game. Like, the trailers, everything. It was weird to see them two partnered up together. It'll be, uh... It'll be cool to see who they have with, uh, partnered up. That was the main one I wanted to hit on. Uh, there was some, like, smaller stuff. If you're a big Dead by Daylight guy, uh... They actually had Nicolas Cage there, but Nicolas Cage is going to be in the game as a playable character, DLC character. Uh, He actually, it was kind of weird to hear him on stage talk, which, you know, he's an actor, you know, he's, this is the first video game he's ever been in. He was talking about, you know, how how do you like the game? What do you think about the game? And man, he really cares about what he was doing. He's like, I want you to feel like me and you are in this together. Like, I I want you to be immersed with my character and, and, you know, really be with me in this experience. It was really cool to hear him kind of break down how he felt about him being in a video game. Yeah, that's cool to hear, especially since, you know, he almost went bankrupt and stuff. I'm glad to see (laughs) he's still He's still kicking, yeah. Uh, 
I'm, I'm trying to uh, follow a little bit chronologically. There was some stuff uh, released. New Minecraft about, update. Yeah, uh, which that wasn't the summer games, but yeah, new Minecraft update restarted our server. If you've been keeping up with our podcast chronologically, we've been on a Minecraft grind like crazy. Uh, yeah, we haven't really delved too too deep. We're still in the early stages of our server, but yeah, uh, from what we've read, there's the new mob that's you know he sniffs out stuff or something. Still don't really know mob where he's heads. going. Yeah, mob heads having the whole like uh, note block thing. That's that's cool. Yeah, cherry blossom. The armor armor trim, really, man. I I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like that that's been that's that, that needed to be in the game a long time ago. That's really Yeah, cool. that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you necessarily go about making the armor trim, uh but You gotta find it. Oh, see that's even neater. I think that's You gotta dig it up in like it, there's like archaeo like logical sites and then also in bastions and shit. And netherites change too how you get it. Yeah, I heard it's, it's a lot harder. More harder to come by. <laughs> yeah. As if it wasn't already so hard to find, they made it even harder. TNT beds, here we come. No, no more. Oh, there's no more strip mines. I'm pretty sure it's only in Bastions now. Oh, my God. That's going to be terrible. Yeah, the Smithing table got changed to. Wow. You know, they got to reinvent the game. That's what keeps us coming back. Uh, I don't really care. It's whatever. I, I know you're not really keeping up with Battlefield very much, but I was shocked to see a Season 5, and not only that, but them announced that there's going to be a Season 6. They are still wow. supporting this game. And, and, you know, with that many seasons, I mean, they've they, with Season 5 just coming out and Season 6 announced, uh, I mean, we're looking at Battlefield having new content possibly uh, to the end of this year maybe even next year if they really wanted to make a season 7 I could see content into next year I can I can definitely see that I just love how Battlefield's still supporting this game uh, it, it really shows that they care flop. about huh it's a flop <laughs> well sorry not sorry it's a flop I mean if you look at a lot of the player charts they, they have been steadily increasing uh, players and a lot of people say it's getting much better I have one one guy that's just begging me to get back on there. Maybe he says it's, it's yeah, changed. maybe it'll end up like Battlefield Four, but and the hit reg and shit and just a few things really I didn't like at all when I played it. It takes the competitiveness out of it when you're taking RNG for where shots land. Like I can kind of get it in World of Tanks or something, but on a shooter game with a gun, if you're a hundred meters out and I shoot my gun at you, I should be pretty close to where I, my reticle is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and Battlefield Two is way faster paced than World of Tanks. I mean, World of Tanks it's uh, considerably slow compared to Battlefield. I mean, you're in some, especially like you know, said a hundred hundred yards away or meters away. You're not. I mean, that's that's right up on a guy. Yeah, I've heard it's gotten a lot better, uh, and I'm just kind of taking taking his word for it. I haven't got on there yet, uh, but. He he did say something to me that kind of resonates with me. He's he said, you know, Battlefield has seen my pre-order for the last time, and it's hard to not agree with that because it just seems it takes them so long to iron out the kinks in a game. We've seen it so many times. Yeah, it takes so long for it to come out, and it's got a shit ton of kinks. Like that's just not worth paying. 
it's it's just almost worth waiting another year to to buy the battlefield so it's it's really got all the bugs worked yeah out. why buy the battle pass and all that shit if you're not even going to use it that is yeah you're not wrong the battle pass especially people people using all they're just struggling through a game and basically i would say hate playing it <laughs> just hoping yeah. it'll get better and and you know it, it is but it's a it's a slow it's a slow fix it always seems like couldn't be me so uh, I, I didn't stay for the news on Call of Duty because who cares, but apparently the new Call of Duty uh, season was announced. Uh, like, cool, keep keep taking people's money with your uh, bundles, I guess, if that's your if that's your stick, Call of Duty. Clearly where half of their, like, half of their focus for, like, the game is on those bundles, dude, I swear. Yeah, and I, I, I feel, I feel we're... As just just as uh, I, f- I feel like we're justified in talking about Call of Duty with as long as we have put our lives into their franchise, it just hurts us personally. Yeah, all my life, dude. Yeah, it 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 hurts to see the franchise go so low to where they're just like scrounging for bundle money. Like, my God, I I, I hate not it. Not like so they much. have to. It, it's just not like, like they're not making money. I'm just putting the game out every year. Call of Duty just becoming the biggest sellout in in gaming right now with this whole bundle scam. Oh well, at least at least there's not gun or game breaking guns anymore in the bundles. It's just skins, but it's just like it's still slimy to see it. Yeah, I agree. It's not something I enjoy seeing. But I I guess I've kind of beat around this bush too much. Uh, I should probably go ahead and uh, tell you. A game that you have been anticipating, so have I. I already know. And I have been like, I've been in their dang Discord for over a year now. Yeah, it's what I thought. Waiting for news. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Going through, seeing people give up on the game. This game's dead. And I'm not going to lie, about a couple months ago, I was like, I moved the Discord server into like, you know, that trash folder of servers you're still in but don't really care about. And. I was like, yep, this is where you're going because I'm pretty sure your game's dead. But yeah. they they have revived it. And it just sucks because the there's nothing worse than having a game that you've pushed back so far. And that's fine. We want a good game. But at the same time, the developers haven't given us any new news since December of 2022. Half a year ago was the last update we got from the developers of this game. And that just, that's so infuriating to the fans, the people who are like been waiting, wanting this game, and you've just got us in this radio silence of, is this game dead? Did you run out of money? What happened? But, of course, the game I'm talking about is Party Animals. And uh, if you don't know what that game is, uh, it's a brawler game, very, very similar to Gang Beasts. A lot of people have said it, it, it looks like a way better version, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Just kind of been waiting. Yep. Uh, well, it, it's uh, just around the corner. I believe I saw September 30th uh, of this year. So it's uh, not too far. Very, very excited uh, to see that game come out. Uh, for it to be an indie game, I will say I will be on there often. Uh, and as much time as we put into Gang Beasts, you know. That game's like, yeah. who knows how old, and we're still on there ripping it up. You better believe we're going to be on some party animals. All we can hope yeah. 
is that all the kinks are worked out because my god we have been waiting for this game for so long it better yeah. be polished to a T like man I, I was really hoping that uh that we'd get some more information about it but literally all they showed at the event was a very very short clip of like some YouTubers playing it back whenever it first had a demo and like that was it they didn't even they didn't even breathe a word about the game other than that. It just showed a promotion for it. But it was enough to get me back hyped for the game. You know, I really I really and truly did think it died. It looked like it. Yeah, especially with the radio silence from the uh from the developers. That kinda sucks and all we can hope is that they uh they they keep us updated and my god, if there's another postponed, I don't know if I can hold out much longer. Hmm. There was a very unique VR game announced at uh, at the event called Crossfire uh, Sierra Squad. Yeah, I think I might have seen that. You know, I think of a VR shooter game. I'm like, my God, that is the last thing I would want VR as a is a FPS. But I don't know. It looked it looked well. It looked like almost like Counter Strike. If I'm being completely honest. Uh, I don't really know how that's going to play. It just seems odd to have a VR FPS. It just seems like, I don't know, I get motion sick easy, but that'd definitely be me. I'd be like halfway through a round and have to go throw up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was a unique... Nice. I literally thought I was watching Counter-Strike in, in, uh, in the event. I thought there was like advertising a new map on Counter-Strike or something. I don't know what I thought I was looking at, but it was... Uh, It'll be cool to see uh, what they what they do with that, and if it gets some crazy support. I don't know how big the PC VR community is, but uh, that'll be cool to see. I, don't I think there's a pretty decent community for that. <laughs> I could get on just a quick tangent. Have you saw the Apple VR or heard about it? I don't think so. Apple just announced, like I believe, sometime this week that they were making their own VR. Uh, man. Like headset and everything. Yep. So, you won't believe what the low, low price of the uh, Apple VR would be. Oh my god, I can only imagine. I don't, I don't even know if you could take a logical guess because it's pretty ungodly how much. Like, he announced in the at the Apple event how much the how much the VR headset was, and people audibly gasped. Like there was no hype at all. They were like, "Uh, excuse me, yeah, the you can get a Apple VR headset for the low, low price of thirty five hundred dollars." God. <laughs> yeah. That, Who's gonna buy that? You know, you know, people are gonna buy it, but dude, that is crazy. That is insanity. Like, Apple. I feel like Apple now just don't even care. Like, they're making so much money, they just don't even care anymore. Yeah, for real. Like their iPhones are, you know, well You're into just the buying thousands. The name. Like, yeah, you definitely are just buying the name. Oh well, I. But. uh I was telling, uh, back to the whole uh, event, there, there was one game that I kind of came across. I didn't see it advertised at the event. Like I said, I dipped out after I saw Party Animals. I'm like, that's all I need to see, and I kind of dipped out. But uh, I was flipping through the Steam page at what games were announced, and uh, there's a really unique game. I, I actually saw it for a split second on the event, and I, I kind of thumbed through it, but uh, I can't remember what the name of the guy's... <laughs> But it's it's Pinocchio, a game game about Pinocchio. It's they they said the guy's name like it opened up by saying Pinocchio's dad or builder's name. But I was like, oh, what in the world, a Pinocchio game? I fast forwarded a little bit and then I, I had to go back because it was like 
the game is called uh, Lies of P. So I guess it's going on the whole aspect that Pinocchio can't tell a lie. So yeah. and it follows like back in the steampunk era that uh, you know uh, the UK was in. And it, I don't know, just like that atmosphere had me encapsulated in like the whole whole story, like where it could where they could take it. Of course, Pinocchio isn't a wooden toy; he's he's an actual like child in the game, or a small small child from what it seems. But I don't know; I'm not much big into story games like that. But that looks like it'd be a cool story to uh, at least hear about. Yeah, that does sound interesting. Uh, Definitely would like to see where that goes. You know, another thing, if I'm just hitting on the genre as a whole, like uh, what our kind of the future of gaming, or at least what it kind of looks like this year, there, there's a big transition into these uh, like medieval and like Viking games for some reason. Like we saw that with Valhalla, uh, and I feel like that was kind of a turning point because like most of the Valhalla. games, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valley? Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's like a big turning point. It's like that got everybody on it. You might even go so far as saying The Witcher really turned people on that. Because Witcher's pretty fun. I, I've heard. I got Witcher 3. I played a little bit of it. I'm kind of having a hard time getting into it because it seems like Skyrim where it's like you can walk about 10 feet and then find a guy with a side quest. And I, yeah. man, that, that, that kind of hits for me a little bit, but it doesn't at the same time. I hate... I hate having like a menu full of quests that I need to get done. I like to yeah, be able to I focus agree. on one. Not, I feel obligated to complete a bunch of side quests. But yeah, I saw a lot of games that were medieval related. Of course, Witcher has their TV series. They advertise the next episode or season or whatever they got going on there. But after that, there was like a medieval game that they were showing off. And you showed me one, I think last year, that was supposed to be an open world or... Uh, Something like that was like a medieval game, and it, it looked a lot of fun. I don't even remember if you. I don't know if you even remember showing. Yeah, I don't even know if I remember now. But yeah, it's like a, and I, I'm not mad at it. Of course, it's a uh, Viking. Viking stuff's cool. I mean, even going back to uh, Van, uh, what's that game called that we played Valheim? a little bit? Yeah, v uh, Valheim. That game was a lot of fun. I actually hated that game at first, and then went back and really enjoyed it. <coughs> yeah, it is. It's a cool game. It's different. Yeah, I mean, what games are you excited for uh, coming out this year? I mean, of course, Party Animals. I mean, that's probably going to be the height of what we're excited about. Yeah, what about uh, Arc 2? Is that... You know, there wasn't any talk about Arc 2, and I, I don't think we're going to hear anything about Arc 2 until closer to time. We're still two years out, uh, into 2025. Maybe into 2024, I think, is what it was. Yeah, I really don't got a lot of new games. I don't really keep up with any anymore. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know Call of Duty was big for us, but they they kind of really punished us, so it kind of burned burned on that one. No, I'm not even gonna pre-order none. I probably won't buy it. I'm I'm stumbling upon upon a lot of Ark content that I kind of missed out on. Uh, me and Trish are revisiting Ark. Uh, we're playing in, uh, the last DLC map that came out called Lost Island. Uh, it's yeah, of course, got the uh, the Derpasaur with the spikes on him. It's on there. Uh, there was uh, there. I remember seeing it on an Arc tier list. And I'm like, I've never used that, but it looks really cool. It's like a, it's like a snow version of a rock drake, and it looks like it's got like a cat head. That thing, like I saw it out in the wild. That thing, like, does this thing where it pounces like really high up in the air, and then like does a dive bomb down. Cool. One thing that I I've noticed, 
there's basically another OP dino on Ark, and it's it's on that map in particular. I think it came out on that map and is primarily on that map, and it's the baboons. Have you seen them yet? No. Dude, oh my god. I kid you not, there was like three or four of them, and they took down a uh, 147 Rex like in no time. Like I, I was looking around to see if there was another Rex, and by the time I looped back around, it was already dead and gone. Damn. They, uh, yeah, and it's kind of a unique way you tame them. You have to uh, kill every single monkey around it, leaving only one. And at that point, the monkey will become docile, and you can approach it and hand feed it prime meat or whatever. So, uh, and it's it's kind of hard not to look that up because I w- I told Trish I'm like I'm I'm going to I'm going to try my best to figure out how to tame this thing because it says uh, it's a passive tame if you look at it through my uh, modded spyglass. So I was like, okay, there's got to be a way. And then Trish was like, okay. There's juveniles riding on the monkey's back. I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be a, a rock drake or a wyvern situation where you have to take the young. Nope, it's not at all. And I was like, I was trying so hard. I killed every one of them but the baby, and they were like, where's my mommy? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Let me tame you. But, uh, yeah, it it was unique. I've, that's one thing I'm really respecting about Ark here lately is the new additions to the games have uh, unique ways of taming. It's not just your typical knockout, force feed, whatever. It's uh, it's these unique ways of taming, and I really like that adaptation of Ark, how they're adding new and interesting ways on how to tame dinos. Yeah, I definitely think that kind of gets it out of the bland, you know, oh, AFK at the dino yeah, 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 because it, it definitely like that, especially high-level tames on, like, no double XP servers. You're, like, taming something for five hours. Yeah, it's just like, okay, let me go to the gas station real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me go to the, go dine in somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, in in personal life gaming news, uh, me and my wife finished Sons of the Forest. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that game... As such, I mean, sequel. Some game sequels hit and some don't. But man, Sons of the Forest, it hit. It hit hard as a sequel. It was really well. They did a fantastic job with uh, the second Forest. Like great story for for what that game is. Just a sandbox survival game. The story is so rich. Like they they did so much with the story and uh, in the game. Like every five day or. I don't. I think it's every five days uh, on the normal difficulty. You'll have snow hit the whole island, and it's like food is super scarce, and and I th- I think stuff attacks you more. Uh, they come to your base, you know. Of course, they're seeking food too, and you are their food, so <laughs> they kind of hunt you out. And there's a uh, I think on hard mode or maybe it's realistic mode. I don't know. It's whatever the hardest difficulty is. It's like the winter comes, you know, at a normal time, like after a certain amount of weeks. But, oh my god, it lasts so much longer. Like, winter winter lasts like two or three, four days on uh, on the normal difficulty. But on hard, it's like it lasts like a month in game time. It's pretty crazy. It's brutal. Damn. So they, they really uh, pinned you against the environment. And it makes it even worse because uh, you really have to travel for water because any still water actually freezes. So you can't... Getting water is uh, it could be an issue if you're in uh, in a remote area or like live on a lake or something because that lake's gonna freeze. But uh, yeah, I haven't played that game. But it's I really need to. I think it's uh it can get boring at times. I, I can admit. Uh, but they 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 really beefed up the whole building system. Uh, that was great to see. Uh, 
yeah, that game, it's really fun. I, I, I will admit it's a really fun game. They did really well with it. And they're still updating. I mean, they they added to where you can build with stone, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. And they have, like, uh, monthly updates. Like, in, uh, at every title screen, it's it has, like, a countdown to the next update. And it's always, like, about a month away. So it's really nice to see that they're con- going to be constantly supporting this game. Yeah, that definitely keeps the game alive, too. And I think every community wants to see that. Yeah. That's about all I've got. Uh, I've... I mean, I, I'm I'm fired up about uh, party animals. Most importantly, I mean, I'm, I'm I just can't wait. Yeah, uh, I don't really think I got anything else to say. I've just been playing Minecraft. <laughs> Minecrafting it up. Yeah, maybe yeah, someday we'll have like league, a, but... maybe someday we'll have like a fan server or something. I know. Uh, uh, in other other news, uh, let me just click on this real quick. There. Uh, oh, okay. Well, here we go streamer weekend of uh, alpha 21 on seven days is uh this weekend so uh and wow. if you remember back to whenever i covered the first dev stream on alpha 21 i mentioned that they said that the release of alpha 21 would be after the streaming weekend so i guess kind of be looking for some uh seven days uh, alpha 21 content uh not long after this weekend so definitely keep you up to date on that and I mean, that that's something I would be interested in is starting like a seven-day server. I don't know how that would work because, of course, the days are going to pass by. But, yeah, it, it would be a lot of fun to try that. But that's all I've got. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, we'll, we'll see you guys in the next one. Let's throw it to an outro. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. If you did, be sure to go visit our social medias. Definitely hit up our TikTok and our Instagram. We have a lot of fun interacting with you guys outside of the show. And if you want to keep up with us, definitely follow us on there. And with that being said, I'll catch you guys on the next one.